Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night. That means Monday night raw just happened, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Raw after show. I'm Jack, he's Justin, he's Raj. We just watched three. How are you guys doing today? How are you doing, uh, Raj? Good. Did you just freeze up for a second, or did I freeze up? Did you guys see that? It froze on my end, too. I <laughs> saw... I, was it just me, or was it you guys? I, th I think it was you. Oh, oh, no. I saw you guys do the do the loading thing, so maybe it's on my end. Hopefully, everything oh, is okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. I think it, it could have been just a quick thing. Okay. Um, I'm doing good, man. How about you guys? I'm doing... I'll be honest. I had. I thought I had a busy weekend. Uh-oh. You guys are flipping spots. What the heck is going on? Somebody's hacking something. <laughs> something, right, here, me... something weird is going on here. But yeah. I'll just say, you know, I had a weekend off. I didn't think I was going to have a weekend off, and it turned out I did. And so now I feel refreshed. Now I feel good to go. I'm excited. Was able to come into Raw just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Justin, I know you feel the same. I know you were excited <laughs> about this episode. Uh, I mean, I'll say this. This is actually a time where it's like 7.59, and I'm like, all right, what's going to be on Raw tonight? This actually is a time where I get a little bit of energy because I'm like, all right, we're on the road to Rumble, so the possibility for, like, crazy things to happen, people to show up, it's got to be a live show. They got competition this week. They got more competition next week uh, with college and pro football. So, like, I did kind of have this moment of, like, they can't phone this in. This is not a, a week time of year. We're getting ready to officially launch the road to WrestleMania. In theory, what should be their best stuff? So, I did have some some excitement going into this episode. You know, maybe some of it was manufactured knowing I'd have to stay up and talk about it. But I tried <laughs> to get a little a little positive. Now you hit on something. I want to know your thoughts because everyone always says Royal Rumble is the road to WrestleMania, but I say no. The road to the Royal Rumble is the start of the road to the WrestleMania. It sounds like you get you're in agreement there, Justin. Or, or am I talking poppycock? Uh, well, don't say that word to me again. I don't know if the road <laughs> to Mania has officially started, but if nothing else, we're at least loading the car up. You know, like you know, you know, yeah. they get excitement when you're getting ready. You know, you you're getting the car right. ready, you got the snacks, you got gas, you got the good tunes. So we're at least we're at that point where it's 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 we're setting the foundation. We're getting in the car. We're we're pulling out. We're backing out the driveway. Yeah, and then usually it's last Monday that would be the one where they really start loading stuff up. Because last Monday, normally, most years would have been the first one without Monday Night Football. Uh, this year, they extended a week, so they have football competition, not only tonight with the college football championship game, but next week they're up against the Monday Night Football uh, playoff game, which has never happened before. So uh, as far as a big audience, that's going to be the week after. So I'm, I think that's the week. It's the Rumble Go Home Show. I think that's what they're really going to load up. But um, I thought tonight, I, I got to say, I thought the Brock stuff was fantastic. I thought that was great. And then uh, really a lot of hit and miss from there. The first and third hours had a lot of enter entertaining stuff. The second hour was just miserable. Oh, God, it was brutal. Yeah, that one, and we'll get to it, but uh, even old positive Jack found himself looking at the wash a few times during that second hour. <laughs> Wait, what were you doing? You went to go do laundry? No, I was looking at my watch. Oh, watch. It said wash. I was no. like, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like la laundry is a coping mechanism when you're bored. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's bad when you go to do laundry instead of watch Raw. 
Well, I felt a little, I, I feel like I just saw a lot of great TV, like in the past week. I you finished Cobra Kai, finished Dexter. Uh, all three games, all three NFL games I watched yesterday, all went to overtime. They're all down to the wire. So I've, I've been kind of spoiled. And so tonight, I feel like that kind of hurt it a little bit too, where the parts that dragged just really dragged. I, I feel you, Raj. The wife and I figured we'd uh, get on the bandwagon and, uh, we for in the last couple of days we binged the first season of Yellowstone. Oh, I know we're, I know we're a couple of years behind, but yeah, after but after wrapping the Yellowstone up last night, I was kind of like you know watching Raw. I'm like, oh, man, somebody somebody needs to be getting like you know buried in the desert or something here. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I feel like whenever wrestling's tried that kind of shot, it doesn't work out. Uh, but uh, Mike D in the chat asks real quick: Will Miss Elizabeth ever go into the Hall of Fame? I. I'm shocked she's not already. I feel like every time someone asks us if someone's going to go in the Hall of Fame, I go, aren't they already in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> she, I, mean, she, I think she's definitely got to go at some point. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of surprised. I'm surprised they didn't induct her the year they inducted Randy Savage. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I mean, as far as um, women in WWE, she's the first most famous one. And, and for a long period of time, a character that's kind of never been replicated that uh at least uh not that i could think of where never never really wrestled always a valet but always uh was such a star for such a long period of time yeah well and really like one of the first of like the dazzling valets uh, on that that level that stage you know like you said to not wrestle but but to be so over and to be such a baby face with with the audience so yeah i mean probably inevitably she'll get in because they you know it's the they seem like they expand the class each year ridiculously. So they 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 just run out of people. So I mean it the Hall of Fame is just as much a an attraction of a show than it is an actual, you know, praising and celebrating of, of quality talent. So not and again, she should already be in. I'm not saying she'll unjustly go in, but eventually they'll probably get around and going, Oh, we need a we need another female this year and somebody will stand up and Well, I think a lot of it too has to do with they in general, they don't seem to like to induct more than one person that's deceased. Um, into the mm. Hall of Fame, at least for the the main roster. You know, they do the the other uh, what do they call it, the Alumni Hall of Fame or or, or whatever they call it. But uh, for for the main stars that go in, they they never do more than one that's that's passed away. So I think that's that's part of it. Yeah. Well, uh, Keith in the chat also asks. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, I got to think after the fiasco with Mickey James, she has to be a lock this year. Um, you know, I, just to kind of peek into the old uh, news section here, Mickey James, by the way, I'm sure everyone has heard at this point, in the Royal Rumble this year, uh, it was noted, WWE announced uh, she's joining uh, 18 other superstars to be competing in a 30-woman Royal Rumble match later this month. It was acknowledged on commentary and on Twitter that she was the knockouts champion, uh, and she also confirmed it and says she's going to Mania uh, on Twitter. Um I guess so. I'll let you guys take a combo of that. Uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Mickey James in the Rumble, and is she a lock for the Hall of Fame this year? Not a lock this year. She's a lock. Eventually, she'll go in. Uh, and interesting to note, you're right. They did refer to her as as Knockouts Champion on Friday, but tonight, unless I really missed it, they never acknowledged her as that. They 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 did announce her again, and when they did the 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 reminding of who some of the women that are going to be in, they announced 19 women, by the way, which is kind of crazy in its own right that. Out of 30 women, they've told you 19 of the field. Um, makes me wonder if there's 
really saving like their big surprise or if they're just getting it all out there as, as, as part of the attraction of tune in to see Mickey and the Bellas or what have you. But um, but no, they didn't. It was weird. They didn't mention her as, as the champion tonight, but uh, she'll go in the Hall of Fame eventually, but not right now. I don't think that right, right now is going to happen. I'm trying to think who else. Um, you know, you could do Miss Elizabeth. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as, um, you know, they, they always have, like to have at least one woman uh, inducted. The Bellas? Bellas were inducted last year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And uh, Trish, Lita, they're all in. Molly Holly's in. Um, I mean, Mickey Beth, James Beth, definitely Beth, deserves it. When, Beth when Phoenix? You, Beth Phoenix is already in. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. already in. Yeah, she's already. That's it. and they mentioned that uh, during the promo last night. How they're, I mean, tonight where Edge said they're both in the the only couple in the Hall of Fame. That's right, he did. Now I got to pull up a damn list. What, <laughs> when did all this happen? What what what, what right. was I sleeping? You heard it here first. Corey Eva Wilson Marie going in. Corey uh, Wilson's already in, right? Stacey Keebler. She's not in. I don't think. Yeah, she's not in. Oh, she could be a good one then. I was Mickey James favorite. definitely deserves it. Her and Miss Elizabeth, when you're definitely deserve yeah. it. The most Sable, of course, but I think there's there's other issues with Sable. I don't know what they are, but clearly, her and Brock don't want her mentioned on TV ever. So, um, but yeah, those three are definite she wins at some point. I'd be happy with Mickey James going in. I just always feel weird when people go in when they still have a bit of wrestling left in their career. And I feel like she's not done. So I feel like it'd be a little bit early, but she's earned it. I mean, if she went in, I wouldn't be mad. I just feel like, come on, she's going to keep wrestling. Let's wait closer to being done. And I do think her going in, I mean, her going in the rumble, I think it kind of shows how little WWE thinks of impact as well. Uh, they clearly don't see them as a threat. I think if they felt like this was going to help Impact at all, they wouldn't do it. Um, but Impact is so kind of off the radar that yeah, I, I'm guessing that you're not going to see a bump in their rating uh, this coming week. And, you know, and WWE, they kind of get to do a make good for how Mickey left. You know, it was a big deal. Uh, it, it made them look really bad with the whole trash bag fiasco. They sent out... You know, they, people got fired over that, and they sent out a statement, which they rarely ever do. So uh, clearly, they're able to make up for that whole thing, and um, and they're not helping the competition too much either. The the one that always surprised me, because you talk about the Forbidden Door, um, was last year when they had Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull, Skull Sessions. That was the one that really surprised me, and especially since first ten minutes after WrestleMania was basically Jericho talking about AEW. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think since then, and then AEW did a huge rating that next uh, that next Wednesday. Now, granted, that was also the first episode without NXT as opposition. But I think a combination of that, I think they've kind of learned their lesson about uh, how much they're willing to, to help another promotion. I, I think it's good. I think it's win, win, win for everyone. Mickey James being in the Rumble. I think it's good for her. She gets into, you know, I'm, I'm guessing she's getting paid. Impact's getting some some big TV time and WWE is getting a star in the Royal Rumble. Uh, but I think as far as who she is in Impact, you could they kind of tip their hand a bit when her name was in the middle of the 18 names mentioned. It wasn't like the last one or a big announcement. It was just, by the way, she's in there too. Yeah, it was a bigger, a little bigger deal on SmackDown. But definitely tonight it was just a, another name. But um, it is interesting with Mickey because when you think about it, 
for how long she's been going in the ring and she's still great. Like how many people can say they've had that kind of career? Um, yeah. Being good for that long. I mean, she's really amazing. She's kind of like the, um, uh, uh, Oh, what's the name of the, the saints quarterback drew Brees. She's kind of like the drew Brees of women's wrestlers where she's been doing it for so long and she did it for so she did it so well. But when you're talking about the goats, for some reason that name doesn't come up as often as a lot of others. But she really kind of has the resume for us to be talking about one of the best of all time for the women's division. Right? You know who, who else reminds me of that uh, is Dustin Dustin Reynolds. Uh, he yeah. still can go. He still can have great matches. He's been doing this forever, and his name is never kind of brought up when you think about that that longevity. But he has been. He's been. He went from good to okay, then great, and then he's just been phenomenal. So. Yeah, and a range of stuff too. But we all, we have some some chats coming up. Sophie Sophie Dofi in the chat asks, "Will the Steiners go into the Hall of Fame?" <laughs> I feel like, I mean, from a wrestling standpoint, they should. I know there's more to it than that. A, but. a year ago, I would have said no, but now, given where we're at, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Rick Steiner, I'm sure. Rick Steiner. <laughs> be... Yeah, that's 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 to be the question. Uh, the day that Braun Breaker gets to win the world title, whether it be in a Mania or whatever major pay per view, uh, are they going to allow Scott to be sitting there ringside as well in, in the hard camera uh, section in the, uh, in the in the production section, or yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean Scott. I mean Scott's hilarious, but he's he said some stuff over the years, and you know he got banned from one of the Hall of Fame ceremonies. So. I think time heals heal all wounds. Ten years from now, I doubt they're going to care about it, but I don't see Scott being inducted anytime soon, even though he totally deserves it. And the Steiners are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. They definitely it, deserve it. Isn't it irony, Raj, that um, you know, it seems like the, one of the people that Scott Steiner was most vocal about is Triple H, and that's, of course, his highest profile uh, feud in his short-lived return to WWE is Big Papa Pump. Uh, and yet his nephew is the ringing in of the new era that is at least perceived by the audience to be the, the new era that is kicking the, the triple H era to the, I mean, I'm really stretching here, but when you actually right. put it in, in perspective, it's right. kind of funny to look at. Yeah. Scott Steiner's nephew kicks down the triple H NXT logo. You know, I mean, it's, Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker versus triple H at mania book it now. Right. Scott Steiner and Braun Breaker's corner. I'm in. <laughs> hey, I'd pay for that show. That's a good one. Uh, Robert uh, Kosman sends through a super chat. Thank you so much, Robert, for that. I think uh, if you wanted to say something, let me know, and we'll there we go. look at it. Oh, Robert asks about how about Lex Luger? Yeah, I, I again, another guy I'm surprised isn't already in. Lex, you know, obviously Lex was important. You know, he was a part of some major moments, especially when you look at the. Um, you know the, the the launch of the Monday Night Wars and, and things, and I I think Lex is still there's still a I think that talking about Miss Elizabeth, I think the death her death and 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 the the bad stuff that happened there when they were together and and, and Miss Elizabeth's untimely tragic death, I still think there's a bad taste left in the wrestling and 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 the and, and, and the and the mouths of of decision makers. I know Lex has been employed by WWE. I know he works with their. Um, I think it's the wellness policy. I think he's involved in that in some capacity. So he's been employed. It's not like he's blackballed from the WWE world. But I think that that's, if I had to guess, it's had something to do with why here and in going into 20, in 2022, why he's not yet in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and I kind of think that documentary that was supposed to be released uh, a while ago, I kind of think that's why that hasn't been. I think someone decided to nix it because they don't even mention it. It's not even being discussed as being released. So, hmm. uh, so Mike in the chat asks, guys, is Lashley a future Hall of Famer? I think so. I would no think question. so, too. Absolutely. Just longevity and what he's done. I mean, uh, yeah, no question. Matthew Tech says in the chat, Dallas, WrestleMania, assuming Taker headlines the Hall of Fame, who should induct him? Vince, Kane, Sean, Taker, or uh, Mick Foley? Uh, Vince should, because it's arguably one of, it's arguably Vince's greatest cre creation and character. Vince won't, because he hates doing that. I mean, he's, I mean he has done it before, but I, I doubt he would. Unless, like, The Undertaker says to him, I I'm adamant I want you to do it. So I'm going to take Vince off the table. I mean, to me, I think Kane... Just because you know the kayfabe brother, so much history, Kane's so well spoken. I, I think that like that would just be kind of a fitting way to go. I mean, obviously, yeah, sure, Sean Foley, they all have great rivalries with him, but I, I mean, I would say I think Kane's the most appropriate. Yeah, Vince did. I know Vince did Trump. Did Vince do Austin too? He did, he did Austin too. Yeah, so those were the only ones. That wouldn't make it a little more special if Vince did it. Um, but I think now at his age and everything, I just don't yeah. see him doing it. I was going to say that Vince was also 15 years younger when he did. And, you know, we've, we've talked about how he comes off on camera. So, yeah, I, I think, again, take him off the table. I think it's, I think Kane's the, the way to go. Sure. Yeah. So, Jack, why don't, we, um, why don't we go through the next couple of items real quick and then we'll get these other super chats. All right, perfect. Yeah. So, we've got, uh, speaking of people going to the Hall of Fame and all that stuff, a couple guys that went to Raw backstage tonight. Uh, Pete Dunn and Tommaso Ciampa were backstage at Raw tonight. Uh, top WWE NXT superstars, Champa and Dunn backstage tonight's Raw in Philadelphia. According to PW Insider, this comes just three days after both of them faced each other in a dark match ahead of Friday's SmackDown taping. Um, and uh, it was also noted that Dunn was using his old entrance music. Both of them have been in the main roster for short runs, but never had a full-time run. And Champa right now kind of finds himself without any type of program to be working uh, while Dunn is in the middle of a Tony D'Angelo rivalry. Raj, is this alluding to potential uh, call-ups? So they wrestled on main event this week. So Tommaso Ciampa defeated T-Bar. Spoiler alert. Sorry if you guys. I'll go delete main event from my DVR now. Damn it, Raj. I was going to have a main event party. We were inviting everyone <laughs> over. All right. I'll just say Pete Dunn faces Akira Tozawa. You can see who won if you want to be spoiled on wrestling. But yeah, so, uh, you know, usually... Uh, that means that they're getting checked out for the main roster. Obviously, we've seen in the past Bronson Reed uh, worked a few tryout matches and then was released. Karrion uh, Cross, he did some tryout stuff. Scarlett Bordeaux, she later came out and said uh, she, she had one of her implants burst. But um, yeah, yeah, I think normally this means that they're being looked at to come up sooner than later. So maybe the Royal Rumble. Justin, is uh, do you think that's the time to bring them both up, Royal Rumble? Uh, maybe one of them, uh, but it also could just be that we're going to head start on. You know, we've we've finished what you know Chomp has done, what he's going to do in NXT. So we're just evaluating him. Maybe they start to try to find creative form, and he's somebody you know night after Mania, week after Mania, when their calendar kind of resets. But yeah, like Raj alluded to with with Bronson Reed, I I can't help. But I, I'm not going to get too excited because. I like both guys, and I, think, I mean, I think Pete Dunne is tremendous at what he does. Granted, he is not the biggest dog in the fight, but I think that his intensity and his tactical 
ruthlessness is, is just, it, it really comes through if, if it's given time to do so as it was and is in NXT. But I have a hard time. I have a hard time in the current state of things on Raw or SmackDown seeing either of those guys just getting a fair run to succeed. Um, I, I just fear one or both of them would be chasing the 24-7 title uh, you know, in, in, in due time, unfortunately. so. Yeah, definitely a matter of one of those. Uh, we'll see what they do with them, but I, they're both great. They've been great on NXT, so we'll see. Hopefully, best of luck to them. Uh, someone who won't be making a trip to the Royal Rumble, it looks like, is Sasha Banks. WWE provided an update on former women's champion Sasha Banks earlier today, confirming reports that she is dealing with a foot injury. It was noted that Banks will be out of action for six to eight weeks and will miss the Royal Rumble. Um, Raj, now this has got to be disappointing to WWE to not have Sasha Banks in the Royal Rumble. My question to you is, though, is do we think there's a possibility she could still make it? And maybe this is a uh, deflection of who may be coming in at the Royal Rumble. I don't. I, th- I think this is legit. And, uh, you know, clearly she would have been one of the favorites to win. Um, so it's unfortunate uh, she got injured. She was in that that video tonight of the the college uh, the college football playoff national championship game. She was in the ESPN's opening segment. So she's like crossing over. She was at the Spider Man premiere on the red carpet. She was she's been the Mandalorian. So I mean, she's crossing over. Uh, she she might be the next you know crossover star. So something to keep a, an eye out on. But yeah, unfortunately, she's out of the Rumble six to eight weeks. They said, and I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's accurate. So. She'll be back for WrestleMania. Always a disappointment when you find out someone of her caliber is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, but Justin, I, I want to piggyback on what Raj was talking about. It, it's always felt like Sasha Banks was made for bigger things. Do you think this is maybe her opportunity to start taking advantage of some of the Hollywood attention she's been getting? Well, yeah, it's there. I mean, uh, as Rogers listed her her resume that she's had, it's there. I mean, she's you know she's cousin to Snoop Dogg. So, I mean, I'm sure he can he has a few doors and phone numbers that could be of of, of use. I mean, so I, I think it's inevitable she is going to continue to be a crossover, whether she reaches the you know the the regular heights that John Cena has, or dare I even think of The Rock. I, I don't know, but I mean, I think she's she's got that potential. It, it, for just going back just to the wrestling world. It's a, it's always unfortunate we get injured. It's unfortunate it's right now, and she's going to miss Rumble, and, and who knows what that does for her having a mania program or feud or what they can fit in by the time that she gets back. I feel like for as much success as Sasha's had and for as big of a star as she's become, and God, there are so many Sasha troll Twitter accounts that jump on anything you say that is not anything, but I feel like she's had an unfortunate streak at times of either being injured or, you know, rumored issues with the office and creative with decisions i i feel like there has been like i feel like it's been very stop and go with her when she's around she's great when she comes back she's a buzz and that's and that's great but i do feel like there's been the last couple years more stopping and going with her uh for one reason or another so i don't know what i don't know what that means i don't know what that's ultimately gonna mean again she's obviously getting crossover appeal so she's you know she's doing just fine personally but just looking from the wrestling perspective as we uh you know check the boxes of criteria of when she's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I do feel like it's been stop and go for her last couple of years. 
Yeah, I think she's she's got a bright future ahead of her one way or the other. And I know that WWE probably wants to do everything they can to keep her. And speaking of keeps, did you know that two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35? More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and keeps offers both. Uh, keeps offers a simple stress-free way to keep your hair convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months you don't have to leave your home low-cost treatments start at just ten dollars per month and keeps offers generic versions as well discreet packaging and proven results keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors prevention is key treatments can take four to six months to see results so act fast hey this head of hair doesn't look this way by accident and i look at raj that's the that's the thickest head of hair you're gonna see in podcasting uh i challenge all the other wrestling podcasts to match hair with raj (laughs) i've been using it for years i started gosh i must have been like 41 42 i'm 46 now but as soon as i you know saw starting to you know a little extra hair is coming out in the shower. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah, bald isn't a good look on me. <laughs> I need to do something about this now. So, yeah, yeah I, I did a couple other things. Finally found Keeps, and uh, I've been using Keeps ever since. So Keeps has been fantastic. Yeah, again, prevention is key. So you got to start before it uh, it's all gone. So make sure to jump on it now. And in fact, we're going to give you a little bit of a special offer if you want to try it out. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash inc to receive your first month of treatment for free. Keeps.com slash inc. That's keeps.com slash inc to get your first month free keeps.com slash inc you get a month for free i love free stuff so just try it out see how it works you get a month free why not that's that's my sales pitch why not why <laughs> absolutely i'm telling you jump on that sooner than later you don't want to you don't want to wait till it's too late yeah um unfortunately so, i needed to hear about keeps when i was like 24 and I, you know, right didn't know of such <laughs> so let me be a let me be a tower tear tear uh tale to all of you start using keeps the ghost of christmas future uh justin lavar uh cj hennessy in the chat says aj and edge at mania and yeah definitely didn't think 96 gold dust would have been hitting canadian destroyers through tables in 26 years uh Dude, that's a great point. I don't even uh, think Canadian destroyers existed back then, right? <laughs> I don't think. I'm not 100% sure Canada was a country at that point. Back then, I know. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I remember time. the first time I saw a Canadian destroyer. I think it was PD. PD Williams, right? I think it was PD. Yeah, yeah mine, mine was blown. You know, there's a, few, there's a few moves I can remember, like mine being blown. Seeing that, mine blown. When uh, Mr. Kennedy did his Lambo leap plunge from the top rope on um, Funaki on like Sunday night heat or velocity, whatever it was called. Mine was kind of blown. Like there's, there's been few times that it's like, Whoa, like that's like never seen it before. Yeah. Who would have thought they'd be saying I had my mind blown by a move on Sunday night heat against Funaki. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wrestling was different back then. It was, (laughs) it was very different, but uh, yeah. AJ versus edge at mania. Uh, Raj, you buying or selling that? I love the idea, but 
you know, according to the Observer, um, Seth Rollins was originally supposed to beat Big E at day one. So it was supposed to be Seth Rollins winning. And then Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. So that means, and Seth was supposed to be in one of the Mania matches. So if the plans are still going to be that, and he had mentioned that they're basically planned it, so they're going to get to the same destination. That means Seth Rollins is main eventing one of those nights. And there's not that many people, you know. Big E, the way he was treated tonight didn't seem like they have big plans for him. Um, so then it's like Edge, uh, I don't know, Cena. I mean, there's just not many people that have been really protected that you put in that spot against Rollins. Lashley, maybe. But Lashley's got Lesnar, so. Yeah, I think. So, yeah, one of those guys has to lose, Brock or Reigns, at Royal Rumble if they're going to have their match at WrestleMania. Otherwise, it's going to be a three-way with the Rumble winner. I don't know. but uh, I love the idea of AJ versus Edge, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, this year's Rumble has, you know, the maybe the, maybe the – deepest crop of like protected younger talent to look out for like you have Austin Theory you have Damian Priest you have Omos like I mean I mean is Omos in there did they announce him they haven't but he'll he will be or I'd be shocked if he wasn't put it that way yeah, yeah. um David Mont uh Montalvo says I want Virgil just want to hear him rant for one hour I'm guessing Virgil oh, in the uh hall of fame <laughs> <laughs> I've been to lunch with Virgil after filming with him, you can still find it on YouTube where we had we we had Virgil read mean tweets about himself, and he half of them went over his head. Somehow I got roped into where I was supposed to buy him lunch after the fact. That wasn't in the agreement, but I did it anyway. So we didn't have lunch. It was the it was simultaneously the greatest and worst thing in my life. Like he tried he tried like I'm like I'm a, like I mean I'm not like it's not on my business card, but like I'm a pretty good wrestling historian, especially from like you know like '92 until like I, you know in, in North America I'm pretty good there. And like he's trying to tell me how like he and Ted were part of the original four or five of of the NWO. I said no. I said I said Ted came in. Ted came in and talked about you know, you know one two three four next week five when we had the giant and then went to fake Sting. I said you didn't come in until like a little bit later till you were just standing there and, and like he started arguing with me and like shouting and like and meanwhile I'm paying for effing meal. This guy's yelling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just let didn't, him have didn't, it. Didn't, you didn't have let a, him have it, Justin. Didn't have a cell phone at the time. He worked off of a fax machine and a. And I said, "What? I said, what are you going to do if, if you're out somewhere and and, and Vince is going to give you a call? I need you at Mania. What, how are you going to do? You know? Oh no, Vince knows how to get hold. It, it, was, it, was, it was simultaneously. The, I wish I would have had somebody filming. It was the greatest and worst thing. Social media wasn't quite as advanced as it is now. I I could have I could have done some great <laughs> live streaming with it. <laughs> I remember talking to Virgil for a while at Wally Mania one of those years and. Uh, by that point, we were all pretty tanked, so I remember it being really fun. <laughs> uh, NYC Demon Diva, happy birthday to our own NYC Demon Diva, Issa. Happy birthday, it's Issa. It's her birthday. Happy thanks, birthday, Issa. Thanks for joining along. Um, all right. Mr. Uh, we'll, Mr. We'll, Meowpus, by the way, <laughs> asks, uh, we need Asuka back, yet no one mentions her much. Maybe yeah. that's intentional. Maybe they want to forget until she comes out at the Rumble. I think her, Bailey, I think both of those are potential surprises so yeah Lacey evans uh, does that timing work out oh yeah i guess it would yeah she yeah. definitely could maybe not uh cryolos zachary uh says do you think jericho will be at the royal rumble i do not 
personally, I, unless you guys know something I don't. No, I don't. The, yeah. The, what, why would that work out for anybody? Like, I mean, if he was going to show up, like, what do you expect the commentary to say to him? Say about him? Like, WWE legend Chris Jericho, like, oh, and then and, and then if, if you do have the most casual of audience members who really are just ones who just tune into, like, the major, major events, like a Rumble or Mania, and they are not at all watching this podcast, they don't read Wrestling Inc., they are just not at all even aware of an AEW, the newer company. They see Jericho, know Jericho hasn't been around in a while, remember Chris Jericho for all the things he's done in WWE time. They're going to go... Oh, great. I can't wait to see Jericho the next night on Raw. Or they're going to go and they're going to Google Chris Jericho and they're going to find out that Chris Jericho works for another company and you have to tune into another channel and promotion to see him. That does no benefit. Or flip side, WWE goes, Oh, we got to have a surprise for Bidden Door. I see that rumor has been going around today. Okay, let's have Jericho. That'll blow everybody's minds. A one off. He did the Broken Skull sessions. One off. He comes in the Rumble. Well, he or Tony Khan's going to say, In order for this to happen, we want to get something out of it. So Jericho's going to want to wear an AEW shirt. Or he's gonna, and that's and Vince Vince isn't gonna do it. like so like I don't see how any of that would ever work out. I, I've been laughing at Twitter all day watching the fantasy booking. Uh, somebody even fantasy booking that CM Punk shows up and CM Punk gets himself finally to Mania and he's gonna cut promos on AEW to MJF about how he's gonna go to Mania. It is fascinating fantasy booking, but in no which way it, it, could you ever wrap your logical business mind around how the f that would work. <laughs> right, not happening. Um, so I think we're caught up. I think we can actually talk about Raw now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the longest we've gone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank, you, thank you to everyone watching and listening, by the way. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, leave a five-star review. Thanks to everyone who's watching us in the chat live. Mr. Meowpus, Aaron Mick, Mike D, Andrew Cormo, Sergio. And also we got another chat here. Uh, Kyle, I, I know I'm saying your name wrong, Zachary. I apologize. But because WWE opened the forbidden door for Impact, I believe Impact is the one with the forbidden door, if anything. but uh, Yeah, I mean, Carlos, a- a- AEW has more people in their arena for their Wednesday night show than are watching Impact live each week. I mean, it's not like, let's not, you know... The, Mick impacts Mickey James showing up in the rumble does more. For, that one does do more for WWE where they get the, 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 you know, a pop or people tune in to see Mickey. And again, as Raj said, maybe a little bit of internal make good personal to personal relations. It's not going to be, it's not impacts. Not all of a sudden going to propel to being a huge threat to WWE so they can get away with it. They, but having a Jericho or somebody from AEW is an encouraged threat and does help AEW. And that's not what, that would be once right now. And I mean, one thing impact last week, they did a 0.02, not a 0.02, a point, uh, zero, I'm uh, not a point two, but a point zero two, uh, in 1849 raw, I think did a 0.45. Um, so that is 2,150% bigger <laughs> than they did in the race. So they are so much bigger than impact that it's not even a, a blip on the radar. So it, it, I don't think they were concerned. They, they've done other stuff with Impact. They had the Hardys. Uh, they had Impact footage on the Hardys documentary. and they, Dixie they, Carter's been interviewed for... Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, they clearly... They, they, they let Christian go to, <laughs> to their Hall of Fame in exchange for Rick. So uh, they, they're not concerned about Impact. And, and that was when Impact was way more popular uh, when they did the Christian thing. So, Yeah. Uh, Aaron Mix says, send Hook to the Royal Rumble, LOL. 
I mean, that would give away the winner, though. Obviously, that's winning that thing. <laughs> he's he's gonna, gonna suplex Omos over the top rope. I don't uh, know if the WWE crowd would know who Hook was. <laughs> you know, that's very true. Um, let's let's get into the show. Let's get into the start of the show. Uh, two big things happened here. The fun part, the first part. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in the ring together, cutting a promo, and Brock just tears it up. I love the guy, but also Bobby Lashley says, I'm done with the Hurt Business, and they try to attack him after the promo. Justin, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to let you have the best part of this thing, and that is tell us about finally getting to see Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley on the mics facing each other in the ring. Uh, well, it's kind of like what I, th- I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. Brock is so much fun. This, this, this unleashing of just letting Brock just kind of have fun. And it certainly helps that Brock is supposed to be technically on the baby face side of the fence here. Uh, so they can let him be a little more free speaking versus when he's supposed to be the heel. that's keeping the heat. And we got to let Paul do the, do the, the bulk of the talking. I mean, this is for I me mean, for the knock, you know, Paul made a joke about it. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar cut a promo in Philadelphia, ECW stomping grounds, and and and, and put out a knock knock joke, and it got <laughs> arguably the biggest pop of the night. I mean, that's it was fun. Um, I, I you know you, these guys don't even really need to even cut promos. I think just again, just kind of the the, the I'll use the light dream match that this is of the fact that they haven't you know fought each other, and the fact they acknowledge that that it's been twenty plus years. Lash is saying you're ducking and dodging. Brock just saying I don't know who the hell you are. I mean that that certainly riles it up. I mean, Lashley did not look good. I mean, like, you know, Lashley just kind of got really demolished verbally from the knock-knock joke to the you're a, a wannabe Brock Lesnar to, you know, getting punked out verbally, you know, and Brock just walks away. So, I mean, Lashley needs to get some heat back. He needs to do something here in the coming weeks, whether he can sneak attack Brock or something. But uh, one last thing I'll say, though, this is an interesting fact. And, again, her business, they together, they're not together, whatever. A real interesting decision not to have Bobby Lashley with the Hurt business and and, specifically Shelton Benjamin with the fact that Shelton Benjamin has such a connection to Brock. They could really, I I think, use that. And, you know, Shelton's helping train Lashley. Shelton knows Brock's weaknesses. I mean, they could really dive into the real-life history of uh, Shelton and Brock being such good friends and going back to college days. So I kind of thought, as I'm watching this, as it stands now, if Shelton truly is not with Lashley, kind of a missed opportunity. But all in all, this is probably the highlight segment, this opening segment of the entire night. Yeah, Brock, I, I didn't think we'd be seeing this version of Brock, uh, especially, you know, the last five or six years where he's kind of been doing the same thing, Heyman doing his promos. He's just standing there jumping up and down. And he was just, I mean, he was just a savage on the mic tonight. He did that knock knock joke where he went, uh, knock knock, who's there, Bobby, Bobby, who exactly? I mean, he just, and he ripped Bobby um, to where Bobby has to, they have to have him do something just nefarious, you know, in the next week or two. Otherwise they buried Bobby because he came off. And I, and I think the segment went exactly how it should have just Brock looking strong, getting Lashley riled up and then wanting Lashley to get back at Lesnar. So I thought it was, thought it was a fantastic segment. Brock doing the mic drop at the end. Um, it was great. It, you know, again, there's two ways it can go. One is that Lashley kills Lesnar next week or the week after. Or, and this would not surprise me at all, just because they do seem to do this with Brock a lot, is Lashley never gets 
the better of Lesnar uh, on the mic or, you know, on Raw. And then at the Rumble, they have a short match that Lesnar wins pretty quick. And then that kind of just defeats the whole purpose. And I, I do, I hope they don't go that route. That Lesnar wins quick or Lashley? That Lesnar wins quick? Yeah, that Lesnar wins quick. Okay. Do you think that, uh, do you think, because they had the Hurt Business obviously come in. He, Lashley's like, I don't like you guys anymore. They tried to attack him. He beats him up after this. Uh, Justin, do you think this was just their way of trying to give Lashley something so he still looked tough at the end? Well, that's, yeah, that's, and that's, that's, that's kind of why I made that note of what I just said was that, like, yeah, this, yeah, so this, again, there's a segment, yeah, he gets punked out verbally, but then he at least gets to physically dominate these two guys and, and Cedric and Chilton. So I was kind of like, all right, is that the point of that? But if that was the case, you know, again, kind of a, still a missed maybe opportunity of having Shelton be on his side. Uh, I mean, there's still a couple weeks to go, so maybe. Maybe they reconcile. We've seen that happen several times with the Hurt Business. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I thought. This was a cheap way to kind of like let Lashley still be dominant over somebody or somebody's. But like Raja said, Lashley still needs to do something, whether it's he's, whether he, you know, <laughs> attacks Paul Heyman when Paul Heyman enters the arena next week or, uh, you know, gets uh, sneak attacks Brock if, if Brock's on Raw, something. You know, Lashley needs to get something to kind of not be going into this just as the wannabe Brock Lesnar. And I'm sure the attack on the Hurt Business is also going to lead to a match next week, whether it's Brock, I mean, uh, Lashley against both of the Hurt Business guys, you know, both Shelton and Cedric, or one, and then Shelton the next week. But I think with Shelton, going back to what Justin said, you could do it to where Lashley's just killing Shelton, Brock comes out, because they do have that history. And then Lashley takes out Brock after that. And that makes sense storyline wise i don't know if they do that next week again next week's going to be a, a tough week and so i think you'd want to do that on the week with the most viewers and if i recall wb has re, you know i think the rumble um the, the 2020 rumble just before everything shut down when brock was you know running the gauntlet essentially I, if i remember right there was a point where shelton comes out and they kind of you know they they leaned into the shelton brock history and relationship so it's not it's not beyond WWE and Vince O'Kane to like we'll we'll touch into this. So again, I think it's just kind of an easy, easy piece of the puzzle they can have going into this this match. Yeah, if I if I recall correctly, I think they did it on Raw too one time where they kind of brought up their history, but or maybe they've, it's just Rumble. Yeah. They've alluded to it before a couple times, I think. But uh, Matthew Tech in the chat says, "Lashley, who exactly? LOL. Hashtag Ponytail Brock is a legend. Uh, I love him way more than I thought he I would when he." when he first uh, showed up, but uh, uh, he's this he, between him and him and Roman each week. And then uh, CM Punk and MJF. Those are like the best things in wrestling for me right now. Uh, and uh, Cairolo Zachary says, I think if he drops the belt to Lashley, it would put him over because it seems like Lesnar has probably lost only a handful of times. Any thoughts? Uh, Raj, do you think he could lose the title to Lashley and still look strong going into mania? I mean, that's what I mentioned last week. That's that's how I do it, is have Lashley win and uh, Roman screws Lesnar to cost him the match, and then you go that way. But again, if Seth is supposed to be in it, I, I kind of see it the other way, where Seth beats Roman because Lesnar screws Roman, and then they go off that way. It would be yeah. tough because that would be two losses for Brock if he eats a loss because he lost to Reigns, and then to lose again to uh, Lashley would be a tough couple losses before going into uh, to mania well and let's not forget this and i hate this but this is a reality all this booking we're trying to do of piecing what happens at rumble and what leads up to mania they're probably going back to saudi arabia in february oh they are it's been yeah 
Yeah. So that's like a Saturday night. Yeah. So that's a huge freaking detour that's on this road to mania of like things that you big, big marquees that you shell out and do it Saudi that might just screw the timeline up of, of, you know, a a non-finish between Brock and Bobby at Rumble. And so they do it at Saudi Arabia and they'll do a rematch at Saudi Arabia or something like the fact they're going to Saudi Arabia and they always bust out mania caliber on paper matches that has to be factored into this. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be Roman and Goldberg in Saudi. That'd be good. I'd be down for that. It was supposed Uh, to be last year's WrestleMania. I, I can see that Goldberg has one more match. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Uh, we also have um, one more before moving on. Uh, Matthew Tech says, do you guys want WWE to unify the world titles? Uh, Raj, I'll give that one to you. Well, I mean, it d- depends what the plan was. I mean, they, they tried it one time for a really short time when you had Raw and SmackDown having separate rosters. And, uh, you know, it, it lasted like maybe a month before they gave Triple H the, the other world title. So... I just don't see it working because with separate rosters, because having the world champion kind of going between both, I, I think they just get frustrated with it because it would require a lot of planning and they would drop it. Now, if you drop the two rosters, then what ultimately ends up happening is you get one A show and one B show and just a bunch of repeats on the B show. We've seen it every time. And so in a lot of ways, it's probably best the way it is. Yeah. yeah they've, yeah, they've tried several times. It doesn't work. Um, in theory, you should only have one world champion, but you know, to extend off of what Raj said, as long as you have two tours, as long as you have two rosters, and more important than tours, as long as you have two separate TV networks to satisfy, Fox wants to have a world champion on their show every time. USA wants to have a world champion. And WWE is not good at trying to multitask and multi-layer. It's very linear. So if Roman's a champion, he's not feuding with somebody on friday that's different than somebody on monday they just they don't pull that off at all well they have way too much going on way too many moving parts so yeah you need two world champions right now as long as you have the two separate divisions that are raw and smackdown usa fox so real quick uh tina miller saying georgia won because of my good luck you can thank me later (laughs) so uh, anything about college football i was gonna say did you you drop some money or something on it (laughs) Well, someone who wasn't lucky today was RK Bro. Uh, Orton said it was Riddle's fault they won. They lost to Alpha Academy last week, but this week Alpha Academy wins again, pinning Randy Orton of all people. Uh, huge news, I thought, and I think Alpha Academy to me really proved their value in the tag team division. Um, my question, uh, and Raj will go to you first here. What does this mean for the tag team division now that the Alpha Academy? Is uh is the champs? Uh, I was I was really surprised. Um, you know, I, I thought when they would finally do the title loss, it would be kind of kind of a more more aftermath between Riddle and Orton, uh, with one of them blaming the other or something. Uh, but it was kind of like Otis pinned Orton clean, and that was it, and and then we moved on. Um, so I, I, w- I was pretty surprised. It, um, I'm not sure where, I mean, I think all of us kind of expected Riddle and Orton at WrestleMania, and this seems pretty early to do the split. So I don't know if this is just the first step of the story and they keep trying to tag, and then it finally ultimately leads to them splitting up. But, um, 
yeah, uh, I'd like to see I'd like to see Riddle turning on Orton. Well, well, that's the, well, that kind of leads me, Justin, to the next part of the question for you. What does this mean for RK Bro right before the Rumble happening? I feel like well, does, does this not free them up to now be true competitors in the Royal Rumble? It does. It, you know, as you're trying to predict who's going to win the Rumble, you know, when you're an actual true tag team. So, for example, the Street Profits, a tag team. Mm-hmm. Montez Ford's not winning. Angela Dawkins is not winning. But when you have two guys like an Orton and a Riddle, where we're second guessing you know, the whole every man for themselves, you know, where does the alliance, you know, begin and end? It does actually allow you to fantasy book maybe Randy Orton has a chance to win and he gets thrusted in the main event. Maybe Riddle. Maybe he's a guy that they've obviously given the ball to and he's run. Maybe he's getting thrusted finally into a singles career. So it does help on that perspective. Um, you know, of course, it, it provides a storyline again. You know, one of them will come into the Rumble and the next one will be not far behind. So you're going to be watching that. Do they work together? Uh, but back to Raj's point, I was I was surprised it happened right now because it does seem like it's a long way to go to Mania. Also, to the point, as we said, um, it happened by Orton getting slammed and pinned. The whole, you know, shtick going into this was Orton telling Riddle, you know, when in doubt, tag me, when in doubt, tag me. So I would have thought if they were going to lose tonight, it would have been Riddle getting beaten and battered and, you know, pridefully not going to Randy and then, you know, getting beat and i but that didn't happen tonight it was riddle actually trying to make the save on the outside and then that was cut off so yeah i don't know what i don't know what's gonna happen the next few weeks um i'm I'm intrigued for potential riddle orton wrestlemania match i'm intrigued for riddle singles run because again he seems like he's done everything right that they've wanted um who's the heel who's the face i'll wait and see but yeah this this was very surprising but i'm not gonna complain because i liked having a surprise where i was like oh wow again as i said to you at the beginning jack Road to you know road to rumble almost made me almost to mania. Things need to happen. Exciting things, unexpected. This was unexpected. I'm okay with that. Uh, and and American Alpha's now got a huge increase in their stock. Yeah, and if they're doing split now, I like it because I just felt like RK Bro was really running its course. Like the uh, the segments just felt like it was on repeat every week. You know, just kind of the same old same old. So uh, this definitely freshens stuff up. You can tell they were. You can tell they were over though. Sorry, Jack. You can tell they were really over when they got beat in those titles. Like the crowd was super unhappy. So I mean that that's a good sign. If they were there, you know they they were connecting. So you have something here with these two guys and Riddle and Orton. Make the most of it. Right, and uh, yeah, I was gonna say they they always fall right into that post opening segment spot every week. They do their the backstage shot and then the uh, the match. But uh, Cairolo Zachary says in the chat this could set up Riddle versus Orton at Royal Rumble. I'd like to see one of them eliminate each other and then the match, but who knows? This or maybe they do a Brett Noen thing. Remember Brett Noen teaming at the Rumble again, and then Owen finally turned on Brett. You do the, you know, them teaming, try to get the tag titles one more time, and then uh, and then they, they break up after the match. I, but I do got to say, they do already have a lot of matches for the Royal Rumble, considering you got two Rumble matches, which are going to be an hour each, two world title matches, Becky defending, the mixed tag title match. So really don't have a lot of time. So I probably what you said, Jack, with one of them eliminating the other. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be going on the air at midnight that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, we have a, a six-person tag. Damian Priest says he's entering the Rumble, and then he teams up with the Street Profits to take on the Dirty Dogs and Apollo. Uh, and the the bad guys get the win in this one, kind of, I guess, probably helping him out a little bit. They were all, all on 
big loss stretches there. But uh, Justin, I know Damian Priest is your guy. He has announced himself for the Royal Rumble. My question to you is, will he still be the U.S. champion when he enters the Royal Rumble? That's great. That's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna say, oh, that's a good. I could see that that I could see no. Be, be kind of going off what we just talked about the tag titles. I could see you know he just lost uh, in a six man tag to the Dirty Dogs and Apollo. I could see them maybe freeing that up to where between now and and Rumble, him having a match against one of those, you know, Rude, Ziggler, or Apollo, and losing through some shenanigans to still protect him. But, yeah, maybe he goes into Rumble, not that U.S. champion, which, again, kind of gives you that, okay, he shed that mid-card title. He, he can be a real, you know, possible threat uh, in the guessing game of who wins. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, a great, that's a great question. I know his promo circled around him holding both belts, but, you know, traditionally that's not too often what they do. They don't, you know, this isn't, this isn't not warrior mania <laughs> six time. We don't normally have somebody hold the mid card in the world title. So I, I do think that I could, that, that's a good question. I could see him yeah. dropping that title off to help somebody else. Apollo Cruz makes the most sense of yeah. who would need the help. But. Yeah. They've kind of buried all those guys recently though. And in, in that they won today. They're back. They baby. did win, they, but <laughs> uh, so uh, so maybe maybe we get Apollo versus Priest in the next week or two, and Commander Aziz helps Apollo get it. So it gives Commander Aziz some some edge and credibility, and again it frees Priest up to be out of that mid card title picture. Yeah, we only got two Ross to go. I don't see it, but we'll see. Right. Apollo is that guy that always seems to win the uh, like he won the. It seemed like he won the IC title a bunch, if I re- recall. Yeah, and like would lose it and win it or something like that. He's he sneakily was always in that picture. Him and Big E, they had that feud yeah. for forever. Yeah. What's the uh, uh, besides Saudi? What's the other pay per view we have between? Are they doing is Elimination Chamber? What are the there is no others. They, they're only doing the one, only Crown Jewel, and then it's Mania. Okay, so oh, that's big then. So that means that. Maybe a crown jewel that could take the place of what Chambered had always been, where it's like whichever title the Rumble winner's not going after. Now we have this wild card batch of who's going after the other title that could take place at Salty. Then, all right, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I love the Elimination Chamber. I'm kind of bummed out we're not getting it this year. I love all those like throw a bunch of people in the in the ring and mix them up and see what happens matches, but. Uh, speaking of throwing people in the ring and seeing what happens, uh, Seth Rollins comes out and says he doesn't need the Rumble or the WWE title. He's got a match with Roman Reigns. So Big E shows up and says he is entering the Rumble. They end up fighting. They have a uh, really good one. This, to me, felt a little bit like this was the blow-off they were supposed to have at some point. But since Seth is probably heading over to Fridays, they need to do it now. Clean win for Seth, Raj. Was this the right call? In this case, I think it was because Seth is going to face Roman Reigns at the Rumble. So, but I, I think he could beat other guys than Big E. I feel like Big E needs, you know, you're kind of undoing his title, uh, his title run by just beating him all the time, not making him feel special at all since he lost. You know, uh, in the past, if you if Austin or Hogan, and granted, I know Big E's not Austin or Hogan right now, but when a champion loses, you don't just have them lose a bunch of matches right after it. Otherwise it just, again, like I said, it completely undoes anything they gain from the title run. So I think Biggie needs some wins. Um, he was my pick to win the Royal rumble. I don't think so anymore. It doesn't feel like they have big plans for him right now. So 
um, yeah, I just felt like it kind of hurt Big E, but I get why you want, you know, in this case, it makes all the sense for Seth to win. Yeah, it, it sucks seeing Big E lose. I don't like it either, but uh, I'll say this about Rollins. He is committed to this. I made the comparison weeks, months ago, whatever it was. So I was like, he kind of has this Joker vibe to him where he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's off the wall with what he's wearing with the whatever. I, at first, I kind of thought it was just like this is a guy trying really hard to reinvent himself to a new, you know, we've seen Seth freaking Rollins. We've seen Shield Rollins. We've seen the Messiah. This is him just trying hard. But I am kind of buying into it. I think he's he's kind of gone so full tilt into the craziness of it with the wardrobe and the music and the antics. <clears throat> I'm kind of there with it, so I, I give him credit. He's committed. Um, but yeah, I, I to what Raj said, I don't like where how quickly Big E has. Yeah, I, I could have seen him as a Rumble winner a week or two ago after he lost it, but now don't. is is it possible that they're having him? stack up losses and letting people beat him because they know he's going to win the rumble here soon anyways. And we'll forget about all this once that happens. I mean, they've done that before they've they've done the poor man's down on his luck and then finds gold. So that's possible. Yes. When, when was the last time they did that? Cause I feel like usually it's someone with a a head of steam. Like last year was edge Uh, the year before is drew. On a smaller scale, they did it in the main event. Dewdrop lost like 10 in a row before. (laughs) But I'm talking about for actually winning the Rumble, like someone who wasn't on the up and up. Where, Yeah, usually the Rumble is someone. I always say the Rumble's rarely making a star. It's someone you already knew was going to be the guy. It's like taking them to another level, like someone that's already on the rise and and taking them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... I can't think of any. I know, I know Del Rio's one in the past, Sheamus. Those were like underwhelming winners, but they weren't being beaten uh, before the Rumble. Yeah, they were still pretty strong contenders. Um, yeah. so I'm looking back at, oh. I'm looking back at history here. Uh, so when McIntyre won, I'm trying to remember what... what he, he was what pretty He, he was yeah, pretty he was on the rise. Yeah. He was he a turned baby face. He was doing the one, two, three kick. Yeah. yeah, he was he was a favorite going into it, I think. Yeah, Bianca, Charlotte, Seth. Yeah, I mean, Shinsuke. Yeah, Nakamura was hot going into that rumble. Yeah. Uh, Cairolo Zachary says, seems like Priest was the only NXT call-up with a fantastic run on the main roster. The rest were failed. That's not true. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Kevin <laughs> Owens, like everyone's, all these guys are former NXT guys. What are we talking about? Yeah, if uh, we're talking about modern outside of the women, because Bianca's been fantastic. Um, yeah. Riddle, I guess, but. To a point, Elias, to a point when Elias was like. For a while. Elias had, you know, mania segments with Cena, Taker, and Angle, and Jared. I mean, like, yeah, but then obviously now Elias has disappeared and is maybe buried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is ironic. Elias and Priest, two guys that never won the NXT world title, they were kind of still in the mid card of NXT which is ironic, you know, yeah. it says, yeah. says something. I mean, Corbin's been in, you know, he's been up there. But... I'd call Corbin a success at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cairolo Sacri says that can make Big E turn heel. Um, Big E is a heel is not the answer. No, no. Plus, I, I, why, why make people we love 
be mean. Just let us like let let me love you. That's all I'm saying. But WWE, they do seem to push <laughs> heels the best. <laughs> they that's true too. Uh Nikki, A.S.H., and Rhea Ripley come out to say a few words. And they have an announcement. Nikki says it's a challenge for the titles, but Rhea says she wants to break up. And it's kind of awkward and kind of sad. But then Nikki, A.S.H., in my opinion, becomes Nikki villain and attacks Rhea Ripley. Uh, Justin, has there been any women's tag teams that have survived a a uh, losing the titles? Uh, are there come any- to mind. Are there any I, former tag team champions on the roster? I mean, none None come to mind. The, the Iconics chat. were together for a little bit after they lost, right? Yeah. I guess Nia Jackson and Baszler were together for a little bit, but they ended up breaking up. This is like, so I'm not opposed to the decision to break them up because I think that they had overstayed their welcome. The Rhea, Nikki, odd couple thing here. Um, so I'm okay with that being the goal, but like, there's a lot of dialogue in this promo. A lot of like, you know, whatever. This is long, so I understand them wanting to do it live. Like, this would be a very awkward, long pre-tape. But at the same time, man, this is ballsy to put this storyline, which was, you know, floundering at best, to put it out there in front of a Philadelphia crowd. Now, this Philly crowd tonight was a very tame crowd. It was not the Philly, Jersey, New York crowds that we've seen, again, largely pre-pandemic, where they they can take over shows and beach balls and whatever and crazy chants. This crowd played along, but still, I'm thinking we're in a Philadelphia crowd, ECW hot, you know, hotbed, and you have you have a fake superhero who's out there in her Scottish accent trying to plead with her goth. Dem- you know, her goth friend who, who who trumps her in size with the Australian accent, and they're having this going back and forth. I'm like, this is just ballsy. Um, the crowd did react a little bit when Nikki does turn on Rhea, so I guess that's something good to take away from this. But this was just a ballsy, risky segment to do. Um, what heel Nikki does from this point, I don't know, but um, we'll see. But this this was a huge risk. I thought on the show. You're being very polite. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. Go ahead. You can give the uncensored version. (laughs) This was one of the worst segments I've seen in a long time. I mean, this is going back to like Sammy with Lashley's sisters. I mean, I thought it was, it just felt like time would not move. It was just dying. And you, and you know, pretty early on, you could, you kind of saw one of them turning on the other. Um, It just took forever to get there that by the time they got there, it couldn't make up for it. You know, it was, it just, it was just a fart in church by the time Nikki Chan, you know, finally turned. The Philly crowd would have just destroyed this 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So they brought in a new era of fans uh, for better or for worse. But man, this, <laughs> I don't know what they do with Nikki if she keeps wearing that superhero outfit and she's now a super villain. I, I hope they just drop that whole thing. I could not care less. And, you know, Rhea, the lines they give her are terrible. I do not blame Nikki or Rhea for how bad the segment was. With what they were given, I don't see how anyone can make it work. But it was just awful. This was where the show started dragging for me, was this. And I feel bad because I think, on paper, I like what they did as far as they broke up. And I like that Nikki attacked Rhea. I think that's interesting. And I'm excited to see what happens. But yeah. 
yeah, the the actual like the length of how long it took, how wordy it was. Just I think that was a good way to phrase it because when you're in front of the crowd, I think you need to have more snappy lines, I guess, so the crowd can hear it and get it, as opposed to dialogue back and forth. And and, and again, not not to be old that American, I can't hear anybody else but like uh, let me be real here you have one lady who has an australian accent nikki's scottish accent is very thick if you listen to some of the words she pronounces now i had my surround sound turned all the way up and i i caught everything but if you actually are if you've ever attended a wwe event live the way they do sound in ring promos you don't always hear everything especially if it's if there's not a lot of space in between sound bites you can miss things when you're there live. That is one of the things it's hearing promos live. I don't know how to articulate it any other way. So again, that's why I say it's ballsy that they had this much dialogue and this much storytelling of the flip flop before the, you know, stab in the back, because I could see being there live in the crowd, not catching everything. And then, Oh, by the way, just toss the accents on top. So this is just a very risky segment. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Nathan McCrammon with the five dollar super chat saying, I thought ASH's heel turn was weak. Rhea should have turned heel, it would make sense. Rhea's kind of um, it's kind of floundering, they don't they just don't have good stuff for her. They just keep giving her crap week in, week out. It doesn't fit her character. She should have been the one to turn on her a while ago, really. I mean, if she's this kind of ruthless, this is my brutality, you know. Um, uh, character, she shouldn't have been teaming with a superhero, someone dressed as a superhero in the first place. But, uh, you know, again, this is one of those, we'll have to see where it goes. A lot of times people turn heel, Sami Zayn uh, is a perfect example, and they flourish. So uh, we'll see what they do with Nikki. I think she's got to drop the outfit. Um, I don't know if going back to Nikki Cross is right, uh, but I do think the split should have been more violent when she did turn on him. You know, it's yeah. not like, ah, just quickly left her lane and left. Um, and I think to have that impact, it should have been more. Yeah, she and it's easy for me to volunteer someone else to do this. But if they cut down the words and then like had Nikki put Rhea through a table or something or done something to be like, oh, wow, she really attacked Rhea as opposed to just sort of hitting her from behind and walking away. Right. It, um, but again, I, li- I feel like I like the idea of it. I feel like if someone pitched me this idea, I'd go, oh, I get that. But then seeing it didn't didn't work for me but we'll see we'll see going forward something that i feel like i just know worked for you raj was the 24 7 title tamina got cheesesteak in her face uh but the story is reggie almost got killed by omos and i'll just pack it together because omos fought nick sanders later surprise nick sanders didn't win but uh the the story was reggie was watching on from the back uh, Raj, tell us about uh, this potential rivalry between Omos and Reggie. Yeah, they said they're doing it next week, right? Omos is facing Reggie next week. So I, he said, "Wait till you see what I do next week." Yeah. But I don't know if they actually said Reggie next week. He, they didn't. That, 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 yeah, they didn't. That was kind of like the misstep in the promo. Was like backstage, he's like, "Yeah, right. Wait till you see." But he never said, "Wait till I see." Wait till you see what I do to you next week. He never clarified that. So yeah, it was okay. like. Yeah, because it's like, well, why next week when you're going out next? You should be wait till I see what I do next. But um, yeah. that being said, I thought Omos looked a lot better here tonight than he did last week. You know, it was just a complete one-sided squash. 
And I kind of feel like that's what he should be doing right now. I mean, he's clearly, uh, I think he was exposed last week. Keep him in these short squashes, make him a little longer as he gets more experience. But I thought, I definitely thought it was a better outing for him here tonight. I just keep wondering what is the mania plan for Amos because, you know, they could have milked him and AJ till then. Yeah. But they obviously, as we talked about, they crash course decided to end that, which must mean they had plans for one or both of them. You know, we can talk about AJ and Edge or whatever, but they must have a plan for the big guy. So, you know, I mean, Rumble's not off the table. <laughs> It'd be a little premature, but it's, it's not off the table. It's like wild to think, like, what's who's the opponent? What's the mania plan for him? Um, if you want him to lose, if you, if if you don't uh, if you don't care about protecting him in the Rumble, have Braun Breaker be a surprise entrance. Eliminate him, and that's your WrestleMania match. Because Braun beating Omos is believable. I don't know who, you know, there's only a handful of guys that are believable. Brock, and Uh, I don't see Brock. uh, Unless in the Rumble, somebody comes back who, you know, they've released, who we think is out of sight of him, you know, like a Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman. Unless somebody comes back, they've, you know, corrected business with, I mean, Braun, obviously, because of the size. But, yeah, it's hard to imagine if Omas is one of the 30 guys, other than the old-fashioned, everybody in the ring goes and dogpiles to get him out of the ring. It's like, well, you know, what's the story coming out of there for him? Yeah. One of the interesting things about what they're doing with uh, Reigns and Brock is it, it adds such a cover layer over the Rumble. It makes everything about it so hard to predict because you don't know which who's going to get challenged and all this other stuff. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, which is great, too. The more unpredictable... Yeah. Uh, better yeah uh uh Kyrolo Zachary says I wish WWE had a mid-card singles championship for the women's division um I feel like I uh I feel I'd like to see women the women's division having more rivalries to make I don't like it when every rivalry is a title match personally I don't know how you guys feel about that but I'd rather see them having other matches and things happen before just giving like having another title otherwise it's just challenger versus champion for every rivalry yeah i think the more titles you have the more it kind of muddies the waters and, and makes each one less important and then it's like only the world title is important then so um yeah i don't think we need any more titles i mean already with the women's tag titles it's it's kind of a waste the regular tag titles are they don't really mean much unless there's a story in it like with rk bro so I don't think you need any more titles. Yeah. Um, so we have the cutting edge with um, the grit couple. And apparently the grit couple are in Philly are basically the same thing, according to edge. Uh, Miz and Maurice come out and Justin, this, I thought this was a fine promo, but I feel like this is the exact same Miz TV cutting edge we've seen in the previous weeks. I don't really know what new, was added to this. Uh, did you take away anything from this, this week's episode? Well, it was the exact same promo, but the takeaway here, it was, this was them just giving them context and reason for each man to have a video package prepared for their wife, which I do think is <clears throat> smart because um, no disrespect to either Beth or Maurice, but neither have been full-time active members of the roster for years. Um, they're being put in this position because they are both real life wives of their husbands. So again, booking to the most casual 
you know, lowest denominator, common denominator, you know, you, you need to maybe remind just people of like, hey, Beth Phoenix is a Hall of Famer. She has accomplished things. Let's show some clips of her being dominant in the ring. Same things with Maurice. So I, I think that's what that's the goal of tonight was to remind you this is not a um two male wrestlers with a female celebrity in their corner. This is two male wrestlers with their female wife counterparts who are trained, accomplished as well in the WWE, albeit five, 10, 15 years ago. So that's what that, that's what this was about. This this was a aim to a casual viewer segment um, right here. And, and I thought it was smart. It was well-timed and needed to be done. And they really hit home that Maurice is scared of, of, uh, of Beth Phoenix. Cause they did that thing at the end where Miz was kind of cutting uh, Maurice's promo for her saying you should, we're going to make it wishing it never came out of retirement. Yada, yada, yada. And then Maurice just walked to the back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it didn't make me want to see this match, but I think Miz was really entertaining in it. Edge. I think once you get the family involved, he's just not as, I don't know. It, it just wasn't as interesting to me. Uh, his promo, but I thought the Miz was funny. I mean, he's always entertaining, I guess. But yeah, it was what it was. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe if it was at a different part in the show, I would have liked it more. Uh, but I think this was at the end of that stretch of time where I was getting a little like, okay, this is starting to get slow during the show. Uh, but then we had a good moment. I thought this picked up. Uh, Austin Theory says that Vincent Mann told him not to mess things up as he goes on to have a match with AJ Styles. It's a good one until Grayson Waller comes out and attacks Styles to end the match. Uh, I thought this was a great way to end it because Theory still got his selfie. Uh, Waller got a shot in, and they sold NXT tomorrow, and Styles technically gets a win, and it doesn't hurt Theory in the long run. Uh, Am I being too optimistic, Justin? No, everything you just said, you checked every box. Everything was accomplished. This was actually one of the most logical things to do. Protect Theory, protect Styles in a way, promote the fact you have your big name and styles going to NXT the next night. Everything about this was done well. Uh, again, I, I sit here going, um, maybe one of the most intriguing things going to Mania. What is Austin Theory's Mania match? Assuming he does not win the Rumble, you know, Cena. Maybe maybe Orton and Riddle wrap up before Mania. Orton, like, what, what established guard is the gate that Austin Theory has to clear and that Mr. McMahon wants to know if he has it, you know, like, I mean, that, that, that I'm, this is the, one of the things I'm watching the, clo- the closest is what is Austin Theory's mania plan? Cause you don't bring Vince out of, you don't get him on camera. Granny wasn't on tonight, but you don't get him on camera endorsing somebody for nothing. Not to say right. that they know exactly what Austin's mania match is going to be, but it has to be a top priority in the writer's room. You don't get Vince on camera endorsing somebody otherwise. So I'm really watching this. But tonight, everything you said, Jack, spot on. They accomplished everything they should have. You know, Raj, I want to ask you, speaking of mania, uh, I was thinking Styles and Theory would be a fun mania match. And I know that WWE is not always great with history, but I don't know if you guys were thinking this. Last time Vince was talking to a wrestler, I believe it was AJ Styles when AJ Styles punched him out. I feel like maybe Vince holds a grudge. Maybe says theory. This dude punched me out last time I saw him. Take care of business. Am I? I'm. I'm definitely being a little optimistic there, though, right? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, but Vince kind of was asking AJ to slap him, right? He was kind of like yeah. egging him on. So it was kind of like the same angle with Austin Theory, but in reverse, and in that instead of Austin being his little uh, his little butler um, or, or whatever, uh, he was trying to get him to be more aggressive and and you know backfired on him. I'd love to see AJ and Austin Theory at WrestleMania. Um, I mean, AJ is just one of those guys. There's like. 15 guys, you could say, and each one of those is like, yeah, that'd be great. Um, but you do need that, you know, clearly with where Austin's headed, you do need something big for him. Yeah. Um, something big that did happen. We got the return of Alexa Bliss and she's in therapy. And, and Raj, I'm going to go right to you. This is, this one's all right up your alley. She's in therapy. I want to ask you based on this segment, are we getting more magic, Alexa Bliss, or is this their way to try to logically get out of what they had put themselves in last time she was on? It seemed like she was going less fiend and more Harley Quinn. Is that her name? Har- Harley Har- Quinn? Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, she's always been kind of Harley Quinn, but seemed even more so with this, where it's not like she, she wasn't making stuff move around with her mind, at least. At least right. she was throwing stuff around. Hey, that's a, that's an improvement in my book. Yeah, just no, she did. She like did this. make the what's the? Yeah, the I I missed it, but someone had mentioned. I saw online someone had mentioned she uh, made the 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 steel ball things. Is, it, is, is, is oh, the, no. the Newton law the what is it? Oh, somebody one of scientist. those physics things where the, yeah, the, yeah. the balls hit each other. Uh, look, this whole thing surprised me. I thought this when they started teasing a new character and her return. I thought this or not a new character. They just said that her return. So I just thought like this was their chance to get out. You know, she kind of like uh, intentionally, unintentionally took over Bray Wyatt's character, and then of course he gets released. I thought this was their chance to get out of that. She could revert back to being. Alexa Bliss or something else, but the fact they did this whole, you know, this whole segment and that she is still, you know, damaged over Lily being destroyed by Charlotte, and I just my notes were they are doubling down on Alexa Bliss as the sequel to Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I am stunned by that. I am just stunned that that's what they're that's where they're going. I'll wait and see. I won't. I won't crap it right now. I won't I won't put it in the crapper, but I'm stunned they had this chance where they made her disappear for months and they could just totally hit the reset button and they're doubling down back on this. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, again, as long as the magic stuff stays out or at least the magic stuff works in wrestling world, I'm okay, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh but we end the show. We get to the end of the show here. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out and she reminds us that she always wins matches before Dewdrop, Liv, and Bianca come out and have a match. I this, this is a fun one. It was a good three-way matchup. Uh, but the story here is Bianca's about to win because Becky costs her the match. So Dewdrop gets the win. Becky tries to do the old sneak attack, but Dewdrop says no and shoves her off. Uh, Justin, was this the right call? You know, strangely, you can actually find some logic in this. We we talked about how Dewdrop doesn't belong in this. Why is she in this match with her win-loss record and who she's lost to? Why is she in this? So the fact that Becky manipulated and cost Bianca, Bianca had the match won, hitting her finisher on Liv. 
So mm-hmm. she had it one. Becky disrupts that. Liv, who's still down for the count because of that finish, and then Dewdrop hits a bonsai drop. Not a Vader bomb, but a bonsai drop. Shout out to you, mm-hmm. Luna. It almost, I mean, you can actually draw some logic that it makes sense that Dewdrop should have been this. Becky helps make the least, you know, worthy combatant win. And then is is saying to her as they go off the air, you only won because I let you. Um, obviously, they will build in the next few weeks do drop to be formidable with the size and power advantage. But it, there is a, a logic that this makes sense that do drops the least valuable con- competitor and, and, and Becky picked her opponent. So I'll wait and see. I mean, at, at the end of the day, the, the moral of the story is the problem is with Becky and Bianca. That's your mania match. So. Raj, does this hurt Liv? Is this kind of like was that Liv's sort of last shot this tonight? Uh, you know, I, I feel like overall she's been elevated some because she was hardly being used on TV at all, and now she's you know a, a TV character. I you know I, I, I said it before. I felt it was too soon for her to win the title. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think Bianca and Becky—that's your WrestleMania match, and. They teased it here. I, I agree with Justin. It, it it all ultimately made sense. It didn't make sense why Dewdrop was in the match in the first place. She, you know, when you, when you've lost every match, you don't. That shouldn't be a reason to be put into a, a championship opportunity or whatever they call it. But once they were there, it made sense that Becky wanted the easiest opponent, pick Dewdrop, and then they didn't make Dewdrop look weak after the match was over. And you know, she most notably went after Bianca. And I think that's uh yeah that's that's the mania match unless you know we'll see again we talked about oscar and bailey where will they fit in when they come back they they both should i mean I, at least bailey should be back soon i'm not sure uh what's going on with oscar but um yeah yeah i think uh i think it made sense so does that mean bianca has got to be the favorite for the women's rumble well, they could always do um, whoever wins the Women's Rumble challenges the SmackDown champion, and then they do something at Crown Jewel or whatever they're going to call it for for the for the women's you know for the Raw Women's title. Because yeah, doing back to back wins for Bianca, I don't see them doing that. But right. um, well, let me throw one more wild card here. As we as I said, you know, nineteen of the women. Of the thirty have been announced. Does Ronda Rousey return? And that adds a whole other wrinkle if she does. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about it, but that—I mean—that would be a, a huge surprise. And I'm sure, sure they could. You know, she's had the baby for a while now, right? Yeah, and uh, I'm sure doing a couple appearances. I'm sure she'd be down for that so who knows i hadn't even thought about that that'd be interesting that'd be interesting uh we'll have to see uh overall thought it was a good show uh i don't know if you guys have any other closing thoughts before we get ready to sign off any any final thoughts on this week's raw i thought it was okay i i think one and three were good hours two probably could have uh probably used a little bit of interesting stuff and that's that's a story overall it's one hour too long every week yeah, I wish I could watch the Hulu version, which is two hours. <laughs> but alas. Yeah. For I, I watched the Hulu version for a long time. It was great. It were it's you know, I liked it, but it is what it is. We're on the road to the Royal Rumble, everyone. Thanks so much for 
tuning in and joining along. Uh, Martinez, Joseph Boza, Killer Styles, Tut, Tut Graf, uh, Night One. Thank you guys so much. Uh, of course, we're doing NXT after show tomorrow right here on Wrestling Inc. And the AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday. The SmackDown Rampage combo on Friday. Uh, I don't think there's any shows this weekend. Oh, a rare off weekend. So A rare off weekend, but that doesn't mean there's not news happening 24-7. Make sure to follow Wrestling Inc. on all social media to keep up to date with everything going on. Uh, that does it for us. He's Raj Geary. He's Justin Labar. I'm Jack Farmer, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.